Did the Dallas Cowboys make the right selection in the first round of the 2021 NFL Draft? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys Podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. I am Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. He is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, what's going on, sir? Uh, I'm still recovering from that tease that you just did in the questions up front. So uh, I'm uh, I'm good. It's Friday. We got a Monday night game. I was just talking to you about how how fun it is when the Cowboys play off Sundays, right? Because it, it allows you a rare opportunity to mm-hmm. watch Sunday football without kind of any you know creeping impending stress. So. Yeah, I'm looking for I'm looking forward to that, but I'm also certainly looking forward to talking Cowboys today. Yeah, I mean, and you know how excited I am coming off a of Steelers loss on Thursday. Oh this yeah, is just, this is this is the perfect way to start a football <laughs> weekend. But uh, we're going to get to some of your Twitter questions, and you guys have some really good ones, including this one from Connor. Um, uh, let me let me back up. Or let me tell you what happened. So I, I better let me put my drink down so I don't spit take yeah. all over the camera. All right, so Pro Football Focus tweeted out some Micah Parsons stats from the first two weeks, including zero missed tackles, four sacks, a 22% pressure uh, percentage. And I quote tweeted and said generational. Somebody underneath kind of sarcastically asking maybe said, so Marcus, who would you choose now? Rashawn Slater or Micah Parsons? And I think it's really easy to just brush off this question and say Michael Parsons because Michael Parsons might be the best player in the NFL. Truly, he, he really might be. But I think it's closer than what you, what you think. So I'm going to ask you, Landon, did the Cowboys make the right pick in 2021? I think that this is <laughs> – this is a very tough worded question because – it's not – I mean, neither pick is wrong, right? Did they make the no, best pick? No, yeah. Like uh... – I think they did. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that I think that I, I, I can understand the argument that you can make that Rashawn Slater, if especially if it turns out to be, you know, the best tackle in football, which, you know, look, there's nothing I haven't seen in it so far that indicates that he couldn't do that. Uh, last, I can understand la- last six games. He has allowed seven pressures. Yeah. I mean, I, I can I can understand like that that argument. Um, I, I, I think Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons is one of the best football players I've ever seen in a Cowboys uniform. <laughs> like, you know, like, it, I don't to know. Me, I mean, does, doesn't this feel like J.J. Watt versus Tyron Smith kind of over again, right? Where neither choice is the wrong one. Now, instead of the Cowboys having the dominant cornerstone left tackle, they just might have the best defensive player in the league, right? The, you know, like, I love... I'm a big Marvel fan and I love what if, you know, uh, I love the idea of, Oh, what if this was different? And what, if, yeah. I, I think that, that this is one of those situations that, you know, we, you couldn't go wrong. If, if you pick Slater or Parsons, you're probably pretty thrilled with your decision. I think for the Cowboys, Micah Parsons is 
uh, you know, on a Hall of Fame track. So I, I, it's hard to argue against the one they selected. I, I think for the Chargers, they would argue the same thing. It's hard to argue against who they select. What do you end up doing here is you don't have you're not having a discussion about players, right? You're having no. a discussion about positional value, right? Left tackle versus all world pass rusher and what you value more. I've historically been somebody that just values protection a little bit more than pass rush. But in this case, I kind of think Dallas needed somebody like Micah Parsons on their defense to just give them a chance, right? Um but again, I think there's I think there's an argument to be made that that uh, a left tackle is part of a protection scheme and uh, a truly generational pass rusher like Parsons can by himself destroy a pass rush scheme. So I, again, I just want to be clear. There's absolutely no way you can argue that the Cowboys made a bad or a wrong yeah. pick here. No. It's just, <laughs> what do you believe long-term better sets you up for success? Uh, is it a, dominant edge rusher or is it a dominant left tackle we can have debates about this all day yeah just be really happy is, the cowboys got micah ultimately this is not a conversation about those two players it's about you exactly. know positional value and what you value in your football team a hundred hundred percent uh all right let's uh let's get to some more questions that actually have to do with things that really matter uh because that one does it but before we do that uh want to <laughs> tell you guys uh about break I've told the story here a couple of different times about my friend who was on the Ferris wheel that lost the engagement ring. You don't want to be that guy. You certainly don't want to be splattered all over the internet. Luckily, he wasn't, which is great. Uh, the guys at Brightco Jewelry Insurance will make sure that you get a replacement for the full value of that ring, no matter if it's lost, stolen, dropped, or you just can't figure out where what, you know, what happened to it. Go to bright.co forward slash locked on. It's the fastest, easiest, and cheapest way to cover your butt with the best jewelry insurance in the business. These guys at Bright Car are geniuses. They've made buying insurance for your engagement ring, your watch, or whatever so freaking easy. It only takes two minutes from your cell phone. You won't find a better deal on great coverage that's super affordable. Bright.co forward slash locked on. We all hate insurance. We hate the whole buying process, but they've made it easy. No excuses. Five bucks a month for the most comprehensive coverage and it won't take you more than two minutes on your cell phone. Check it out, bright.co forward slash locked on. All right, let's get to some other questions, uh, Landon. People want to know about Doran Armstrong. Why aren't we talking more about Doran Armstrong after getting two sacks against the Bengals uh, in week two? Yeah, I, I think it's uh, there's so much conversation about what Micah did, and, and I think that it's there's just – a, a lot more gravity to have discussion to the higher profile player. You know, I think Dorrance mm. had kind of a, a, an up and down week, week one. Yeah. Uh, and then last week obviously played very good football. So, um, you know, I think, you know, we're, as a fan base, we're still getting used to Dorrance Armstrong as being a player that got, gets a lot of playing time and is a starter and, and that sort of thing. So uh, I, I think if he continues to play the way that he's been playing, he's going to garner more attention. I, I definitely agree with, whoever's questioning that he deserves some more conversation because I think he's, he's played well, he played well in this game. And, and yeah. uh, if he continues to kind of play at that level, uh, you know, he, he could really turn out to be a huge piece for this defense. Yeah. He had a 21.7% win rate in week two. I just to put that in perspective, in case you're not familiar, like anything over 18 is great. Anything over 20 is like, we're starting to get into the Michael Parsons, TJ Watt, miles Garrett range. It's really good. Uh, it definitely bounced back from a slower week one. 
He's not going to do that every week, but if he no. can kind of hover in that 17-ish range, Cowboys are going to be just fine. Absolutely. And and he could do a little bit more than your traditional defensive end too, so he really helps with a lot of the versatility of the scheme because he can be a guy that can drop into his, a zone if you need him to. He can be a guy who can stand up and kind of play some outside linebacker, that kind of role if you needed him to. So, uh, yeah, he's he's it's it's not even just that he's just a full time pass rusher. So his numbers may be kind of a little bit wonky looking because he mm-hmm. does he ends up doing a lot of different stuff to kind of facilitate the the movement around yes. the defense for people like Micah Parsons and, and the rest. Yeah, he's the type of player you need so you can have a versatile Micah Parsons, yep. right? You, you need kind of these. I don't know if glue glue guy is the right word, but just these guys utility that, guys, right? Utility that, that can guys, fill yes. that can fill the, the role that is vacated by Parsons when he moves yes. from one spot to the other, right? Yes. And not have a huge drop off. There's gonna be a big yeah. drop off, but don't have it where you're just putting a scrub on the other side. That, exactly. That's, that's not what you exactly. want. Um, all right. Next one. This one from at Ditto Cardona. He wants to know with the Bengals game in the books, what is your confidence level with Cooper Rush at quarterback? I think it's going to be game to game. You know, I mean, this is a this is about what defense they're facing. You know, schemes make fights, uh, and especially when you're talking about your your uh, uh, styles. It's the actual phrase of styles make fights, but it, the NFL it's schemes make fights. Mm-hmm. And I and I think that you know with without Dak Prescott, you know, when you're talking about a backup quarterback, that that goes even more so, right? Like his a backup quarterback's opportunities and chances and 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 likelihood of a win is going to ride the roller coaster of who you're playing on the schedule that week. Mm-hmm. This week we're playing the Giants. You know, they have uh, some some weaknesses that the Cowboys are going to be able to exploit. They are going to get some pass some of their young pass rushers back, but they are coming off of injuries. They'll be their first week back. I tend to think that the Cowboys are probably going to want to continue the same game plan that they did with the Bengals. They're going to want to run the football, uh, especially with Leonard Williams out and, and with these kind of coming off injury pass rush edge guys, both of which who are a little bit light in Ojolari mm-hmm. um, and Thibodeau. I, I think you're going to run right at them. And I think that's going to continue to open things up for Cooper to not have to throw the ball 40 times to win. I think that's really the key is, is, is not that throwing the football can't, can't win against the giants. I think, it, I think it can. I think they need to throw the ball aggressively to win, but I think that the more chance that you get, how do I say it, phrase this? The more chances that you get to put Cooper back there to drop back to pass, I think the the more uh, opportunity for something to go wrong there is, right? Well, like, we saw it last week. There was probably four drop picks in that game, right? And I yeah. I just worry about against the Giants with Wink Martindale just being a crazy man. He's going to blitz guys like crazy all game long, and that's where things can go poorly. If this was Dak behind center, I would feel great about this matchup, right? Like Dak is crushes the blitz and I think the Cowboys have a huge matchup at receiver uh you know with CeeDee Lamb and maybe Michael Gallup getting back their defensive backs aren't good but with Rush I agree I actually think this is a game where I would love to see the Cowboys just pound the crap out of the ball and you know basically really lean on your defense in this one yeah I mean I think it's going to be really really important that you know the complimentary football is is going to be a huge part of in all of these games while Dak is out. Yeah. So they're going to need the opportunity. Cooper Rush's job is to make sure that he takes full advantages of the time that they need him on third downs in the red zone. That's where he needs to step up and, and carry the torch there. I think for the rest of the game, you're just trying to keep putting Cooper Rush into good situations, whether that's keeping ahead of the chains on offense 
or setting him up with good field position on defense and special teams that the rest of the team just needs to do what they can to support an offense that, you know, it, it played better football last week, but it's yeah. still going to struggle these weeks without Dak. A couple of people wanted to know kind of quickly before we move on. Um, have we not talked about the loss of Dalton Schultz enough with, with Cooper rush playing in this game? If Dalton Schultz doesn't play, how big is, or how much is that going to impact the offense? I think it's going to have an impact. I mean, I think they really like these down roster tight ends. They like, obviously, uh, what they have in Ferguson. They like what they have in Hendershot. Uh, McEwen's a guy that they'll call up from the practice squad who, you know, as we've talked about, has experience and they've liked before as well. Mm. Uh, but uh, obviously Dalton Schultz is, is the is the key piece here. Um, I, I, you know, if he doesn't play, I, I think it has an effect on the Cowboys' ability to kind of control the middle of the field a little bit. Uh, you know, just reliably, but I, I do think that it it doesn't necessarily affect their game plan. I think that they will continue to try to run a similar game plan just with the tight ends that they have. You know, the the efficiency or the ability to to get open may quite may you know have a little bit of a drop. Uh, but I think that as far as what they're trying to do, it probably won't have an effect. How efficient they will be at doing that at through the tight ends, that's likely what will yeah. happen. I will say, if Dalton Schultz doesn't play in this game, I think this is a great opportunity to get Jason Peters active and have him be like the sixth offensive lineman and just use it like 10 times in this game just to kind of get his feet wet, get him into this game, and just try to like use him as an extra tight end, basically, and just play that way. Like I think you can beat the Giants by running the ball down their throat, especially without Leonard Williams. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys try to get a little bit bigger on the offensive line, get bring an extra tackle in just to try to bully the Giants a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I really wish McGovern was healthier, right? So, like, so do I. Yeah. It, yeah, it really would give you an opportunity to play a little bit more of that kind of seven offense or six offensive lineman uh, packages, whether that's you know having a tight end uh, offensive lineman as a tight end or having McGovern line up as fullback. Mm-hmm. I just think that that would have really been effective this week. And maybe they still continue to do that. Maybe that's what they work with Peters. And maybe that's a good way to get Peters involved in yeah. in, in in getting some snaps early on, right? Just kind of have him come out. I mean, obviously, he's he's plenty experienced playing tight end. I don't know if Jason, does Jason Peters here's – a, here's a good question, Marcus. Does Jason Peters have a reception touchdown in the NFL? Because Ooh, I thought he had one. I'm gonna I'm gonna double check right now. Because I do think that that is something that we should watch out for. I mean, this is a guy who I know he's 40 years old, but he's a former tight end. He played it in college. Uh, and, and played it was was basically drafted as a tight end in the well, not drafted, but but it brought it to the, in the NFL as a tight end. And the next thing you know, in Bill's camp, they're working him out as an offensive tackle. So uh, he has the pedigree there. He did catch a pass. He's got two passes in his career. Uh, 2005 uh, with the with the Bills. That's a long time ago. <laughs> do you want to guess? 17 years ago. Do you, you want to guess who threw up the touchdown? Uh, JP Lossman? Ooh, it's, it's not, a, not a bad guess. Do you, do, you want, uh, do you want another guess? Ken Dorsey? It was JP Lossman. <laughs> oh. it, was, it was JP Lossman. Yeah, JP Lossman completed seven passes in the game that he uh, got his touchdown. So yeah, maybe. Wouldn't that be really fun, Jason Peters, to score a touchdown on Monday Night Football? That'd be fantastic. We gotta go back and find that 2005 tape in which JP Lossman threw seven passes, and Jason Peters was one of the featured receivers. That that sounds like a fun tape to watch. To be honest, yeah, I mean, uh, against Vinny Testaverde. So there you go. That's how long it's been. 
All right, let's take a quick break so I can tell you about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game that you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all of your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including NFL, NBA, MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, Landon, last question. This one from Zach. Do the Cowboys start looking to acquire new weapons for Dak Prescott via trade now that Cooper Rush has kind of kept them alive? I think that they still need to see, you know, how quickly they need to see, see exactly what the situation. I think they need to see a couple more games of this in, in general, not even just tied to that yeah. situation with the wide receiver. I think they need to see more of what Cooper could do with, with this offense. They need to see what Gallup looks like. I mean, you know, I think we'll hopefully maybe get him, uh, for you know maybe a, a dozen snaps this week, hopefully at least on the field, uh, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just to see like how quickly he needs to get back up to speed to be closer to you know something that we're used to with Gallup. I, I don't know what the status is of James Washington. I don't know that that makes a difference to me, but that, that may make a difference, make a difference to, to them. Um, so if he's coming back sooner than later, then they may hold off. I don't know. I mean, looking at what's out there right now, um. If there's if there's an available situation of a, of an upgrade that's clear, um, that's that's a solid trade. Then yeah, I would I would say that they they could still obviously be interested in here. But I think you've seen a little bit from Noah Brown. You're hoping to get Gallup back. You know, I, I think it's tough to try to trade for a uh, wide receiver right now simply yeah. because of Dak's situation. On Maybe- top of that, like obviously you're not trading for a wide receiver one because you have Ceedee Lamb. You've invested a ton of money into Michael Gallup, and you believe that now he's finally back on the field. So you're really talking about wide receiver three. But remember, the Cowboys like Noah Brown. He's playing well. They drafted Jalen Tolbert. I think we'll eventually see him. So you're talking about trying to maybe get another body in there for your wife. You only do this if, like, CD Lane an upgrade. Hurt. Yeah, yeah or, or, like, or somebody gets hurt, right? Like, that's the only yeah. way that you do this. Yeah, I just don't think it's, like, inevitable. You know, at all. I, I think at this point, you've seen enough out of Noah Brown to know that he can get by, get you by as a wide receiver too in a situation if you need it. Um, and you've got the guy that you paid just a lot of money to be your wide receiver too coming back, coming on the hoof. And and I listen. I know people are down on Tolbert because he didn't, he wasn't active these first two weeks. I'm not at all giving up on Tolbert. I've seen too much of him in training camp to believe that he doesn't have something. So I think he will eventually make his way into the into the lineup, and and I think when he does, he's going to have a positive impact as well. So uh, I would not at all be surprised if they're not you know hugely scouring the 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 trade yeah. trade you know de- deals to see what wide receivers there I, are available. I mean, I think you could make a better case for like go out and trade for a guard, but at the same time, like I think Connor McGovern will be back in a few weeks. I mean, if Jason Peters starts to play, you always have the option of moving Tyler Smith back to left guard. I think at this point, you just wait. You wait and see what your team looks like over the next month. And if, let's say, defensive tackles continue to struggle or something like that, that's when you make a move. But look, yeah, I think quarterback, I the quarterback injury is, is 
unpredicted, obviously, but all the other stuff that we were worried about preseason, about the depth or about you know the quality. I mean, I think a lot of those questions have been answered in, in sort of positive manner. I mean, I, okay. I think, like I said, the wide receiver situation, not as bad as we expected. I think Noah Brown kind of stepping up there and, and, and at least showing you that you maybe you can get through this initial part of the early season until Gallup gets back and until Tolbert's ready. I think the offensive line, you, you saw in, uh, a high-level play that you were hoping from for Tyler Smith. You know that Jason Peters is waiting in the wings at some point, whether it's this week or the following week, to come in and, and, and either upgrade that situation or maybe shuffle it around a little bit. You know, I think a lot of those conversations that we were having pre in the in the preseason in, in training camp, you know, I think a lot of that kind of settled itself out. Yep. You know, much like the Cowboys thought it would, honestly. We'll say that there's going to be things that happen between now and the trade deadline that are going to be more pressing, right? Like there's just sure. not a, a need right now. So I think you want to keep your powder dry because Absolutely, yeah. What happens if I don't know. Let's say Leighton Van Dresch goes down. Then you might need a linebacker, right? You might need to go out and trade for another quality linebacker. Or if Terrence Steele gets hurt, maybe that's when you need to go out and trade for a tackle. But just trading picks or whatever to go get another receiver to add to kind of a jumbled mess of receivers anyways, I don't know if that's really accomplishing a lot. right? Unless, unless Landon, there's like a perfect fit. But tell me who that player is because I, yeah. I don't see it. I, I mean, that's the thing, right? Is that like most of the guys you're going to get off the street, they're going to be competing with guys that you already like and are, yeah. are younger uh, and are cheaper. And then anybody that you're trading for, you're not trading unless they're going to be a top end wide receiver on your team. And, and you've already, you know, committed money to one wide receiver and committed touches yeah. and, and opportunities to CD Lamb. So, yeah, I don't really see a good fit necessarily. Well, and I've seen like some people suggest like a Nelson Aguilar, who's a nice player, but he's making $9 million this year. I, I don't Why think would so. you want yeah, nine million to pay somebody nine million dollars to compete with the guy who probably was playing better than him is making a million. Right. I mean now you know? somebody like Aguilar gives you a little bit more of a vertical threat, right? And that's Maybe. the advantage. But at the same time, I'm not sure nine million dollars, especially playing with Cooper Rush, who doesn't really stretch the field vertically, makes sense. Same with Robbie Anderson. I think Robbie Anderson's making like twenty one million over the next two years. It's all guaranteed. I just don't want any part of that right now. No, it's, it's, it, I mean, if there's something that makes sense, then it makes sense. But like, yeah. you know, we're kind of just generally talking about trading for a wide receiver. It's all about specifics, guys. Yes. Like, who's the player? How much is, yes. how much is he making? What's it going to cost to trade for him? Absolutely. Uh, all right. That is it for today's show. Thank you for tuning in. And we want to thank you for making Locked on Cowboys your first listen every day. Now make your second listen to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back on Monday to preview the Cowboys Monday night game against the Giants. It's going to be a a weird, fast week for us considering the Cowboys have a quick turnaround. Uh, But make sure you're downloading the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. And we'll see you next time.